Jesus said to the disciples, Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them, for then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so that they may be praised by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your alms may be done in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, so that they may be seen by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Creator who is in secret, and your Creator who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces so as to show others that they are fasting. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, Put oil on your head and wash your face so that your fasting may be seen not by others, but by your Creator who is in secret, and your Creator who sees in secret will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust consumes, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. I want to start with a story by Nuria Love Parish, who at the time she was writing about was a Unitarian seminarian. I thought it would be interesting to visit King's Chapel in Boston on Ash Wednesday. King's Chapel was one of the only Unitarian Universalist churches that offered an Ash Wednesday service. Unitarians are not known for liturgies. I had heard that they actually offered it with an authentic Christian liturgy. I was skeptical about Christianity. It seemed to me to be generally aligned with bigotry and the denial of scientific fact. But King's Chapel was Unitarian, and I was a Unitarian seminarian, one who remained curious about religion. I'll never forget sitting in that old box pew, watching as people went up for the imposition of ashes. I realized something. This was a place where people told the truth. The liturgy made them do it. They told the truth about themselves, that they were mortal, that they were sinners, that they were scared. I had been a lot of places in my first 20-some years of life. I had never been anywhere quite as truthful as that Ash Wednesday liturgy. Jesus was new to me as a teacher, and I hadn't been raised to call him a friend. He was still pretty much a stranger. 
but his lesson stood out to me for its call to integrity, for its commonplace acceptance of a supernatural reality. When you fast, says Jesus in the Ash Wednesday Gospel reading, put oil on your head and wash your face so that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who sees in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Jesus doesn't want his followers to appear to be fasting so that they can gain the respect of the crowd. He wants them to actually fast so that they can gain a relationship. In the 20 years since, I've learned a few things about Christians and the truth. We're great at telling the truth when the liturgy forces us to do so. We keep showing up to tell the truth the liturgy holds. We're still mortal. We're still sinners. We're still scared. End of story. That's about as good a summary of the purpose of Ash Wednesday as I've ever encountered. Today is the church's day of atonement, the church's Yom Kippur. Its purpose to make a, is to make us look at ourselves honestly, to confront what we prefer to ignore, our sin, our shortcomings, and our mortality. The combination of the imposition of ashes and the great litany highlights human shortcomings and the troubles of this world. Everything that we touch turns to dust and ashes eventually. But there is more. And the more is God's love for us and for the world. We ask for God's mercy in the litany, knowing that it's given to us in our baptism into Jesus' death and resurrection. God's love is shown most perfectly in Jesus' life, death, and resurrection into which we are baptized. Today's the beginning of the 40 days of preparation for the celebration of Jesus' death and resurrection in Holy Week and Easter. As we move through this Lenten season, we can deepen our apprehension of the meaning of the connection and hope that we have in Christ through our baptism. God accepts us as we are, but calls us in baptism to become more and more the people who follow in the footsteps of his son, Jesus Christ. We begin with the truth about ourselves, but then we focus on the truth about God, the Father of Jesus Christ. Jesus is the one who resisted the temptations of the devil with the words of Deuteronomy, announced God's unfailing love to Nicodemus, demonstrated forgiveness in his encounter with the woman at a well, brought physical and spiritual healing to a blind man, and then raised Lazarus from the dead. In this season of Lent that begins today with repentance, we will reflect on how baptism ties us to these stories and how they illumine the meaning of baptism into Christ for us. May we have a reflective and holy Lent. Amen.